Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today's Tuesday, October 24th, 2017, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, Chapter 11, A Vision for You. And we're going to begin reading and sharing on page 162, beginning with paragraph 2, Someday We Hope. And today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Ingrid F., for the 12 traditions, Bonnie T. And our readers for the text today will be Elaine T., Stephanie L., and John K. Our newcomer greeter is Melanie C. Now, I have two reference share IDs for you. They're five-digit numbers. And yesterday, for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, that's Monday, October 23rd, 2017, it's 10,579. 10,579. And this morning, Tuesday, October 24th, 2017, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10,582, which is 1058. And uh, our OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. <clears throat> Pardon me. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Ingrid Ebb to please read the OA 12 Steps. Good morning. My name is Ingrid F., and I'm a compulsive overeater from Southern California. Here are the 12 steps we took. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 
8, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9, made a direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take a personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I pass. And thank you, Ingrid F. I will now ask Bonnie T. to please read the 12 Traditions of OA. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can. Thanks, Janice. This is Bonnie T. from Chicago and the 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group but never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, O-Readers Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service. And thank you, Bonnie T. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers 
should be muted. Well, today we resume our study of the big book, and we're starting on page, beginning on page 162, and that's going to be paragraph two, Someday We Hope, and I will now ask Elaine T. to please read it, to please start reading. Good morning. This is Elaine T. from Pittsburgh. Thank you, Janice. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Someday we hope that every alcoholic who journeys will find a fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at his destination. To some extent, this is already true. Some of us are salesmen and go about. Little clusters of twos and threes and fives of us have sprung up in their communities through contact with our two larger centers. Those of us who travel drop in as often as we can. This practice enables us to lend a hand at the same time avoiding certain alluring distractions of the road, about which any traveling man can inform you. Thus we grow, and so can you, though you be but one man with this book in your hand. We believe and hope it contains all you will need to begin. We know what you are thinking. You are saying to yourself, I am jittery and alone. I couldn't do that. But you can. You forget that you have just now tapped a source of power much greater than yourself. To duplicate with such backing, what we have accomplished is only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. Wow. Um, It's funny. Um, I was thinking that I was going to get to be the person today who was in the wings waiting. So it's a little surprised to find out that I was doing the first reading And the first thing that comes up, of course, is my fear. And uh, thank you, God, I've been in this program long enough to pray and realize that um, I, too, have such backing, a.k.a. my higher power, to help help me accomplish this task. So looking at the reading, it says, um, we hope that someday alcoholics will find a fellowship. And, of course, we want that to be the same for OA. And... It is true to some extent, and I am grateful for all of my 24 years in OA and especially to um, finding a vision for you who helped me get back into this book and really um, find recovery and be recovered. Um, I am graciously gifted by my higher power to be uh, retired today, and so I travel as often as I can and um, avoid I'm able to avoid certain alluring distractions of the road, and I don't think I have to tell anybody on this line what that might be. I used to give directions by um, uh, food places, you know, go past the Arby's, go past the McDonald's. (laughs) So, um, because that was what was uppermost in my mind. And um, reading further, it says that I can do this if I am just one person with this book in my hand. And um, I am trying, and I believe that, and I am grateful for um, having these pages to help me. Um, Because sometimes I feel like it's just me um, sponsoring or um, being involved with a small, very small meeting in Pennsylvania that, um, you know, sometimes it's me and my partner, the two of us go and we're it. Um, but I can still go, and um, I remember that I have tapped into a source of power greater than myself. Um, and with such backing, you know, what else do you need? Um, 
Although the next line to me is kind of a warning because it says I need willingness, patience, and labor. Um, when I came into this program, I thought willingness was a four-letter word. Um, I was afraid to pray for patience because I knew that God would give me 12, so I didn't have any of that. Um, and the only labor I did pretty much was home and work. Um, now I know that in this program, it's action and action and action. And no, those are not my words, and I'm not even sure who I'm quoting at this point. But thank you to all of you on the line who have given me those words. And um, I am learning uh, patience, and I think I have the willingness. I certainly am willing to do the labor every day um, and uh, travel with you guys. And, again, those aren't my words. But thank you so much. And with that, I pass. And thank you so much, Elaine T. Okay, um, we're going to get a group of names. Uh, Just excuse me if I sound a little loud because I do want to hear everybody, so I put up my volume. Um, so who would like we uh, like to begin? Stephanie L. Well, I certainly Wendy. hear Steph- Stephanie L. M. John K. Wendy M. Wendy M. Okay, Sylvia Wendy M. I heard, I, wait, before Wendy, um, after Wendy, before Wendy, jo- who was it? Begin with J. John. <laughs> John K. John K. Yeah, that's who it was. Okay, next. Lynn S. Lynn S. All right. See, I repeat it so that you know that I heard you. Stephanie, Wendy, John K., Lynn S., and? Sylvia. And Sylvia. Let's take those for now. Sylvia S. It could be. Sylvia what? F. F as in Frank. Yes. Okay. And I think I heard Sherry K.B., so we'll slip her in here. All right. We'll begin with. Stephanie L. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Stephanie L. And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Southern California. And um, I love this last paragraph we read. Um, You know, it tells me right here, first of all, it tells me we believe in hope. It contains all you will need to begin. So that is telling me that this book includes everything that I need to recover. You know, like those first hundred men and women who recovered, I can be recovered too if I follow the directions in this book. And, you know, I've had this feeling of being jittery and alone and feeling like I can't, I can't do that. You know, sometimes um, life gets a little overwhelming, even, you know, after almost two years of being recovered. Um, you know, in fact, this morning I'm feeling a little overwhelmed with um, some things with school. However, you know, I have to remember that I am connected to the power. You know, I have a power greater than myself in my life today who is going to take care of everything for me as long as I do a few simple things. And I have to be willing. You know, it says here it's only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. Well, the labor is working these 12 steps so I can connect with that power greater than me who has, gosh, but has restored me to sanity, but is also giving me the strength and the power to get through the day without taking that first bite so I can be overwhelmed with school. Actually, just kidding. Not for that, but so I can, you know, I can live a productive and healthy life and be of service to my family and friends and the people, you know, in this program. And if I am by myself and it's just me and I'm not tapped into that power, well, I should be scared to death. And, you know, sometimes I forget that. 
And I'm so glad for that reminder this morning that no matter what is going on, I do the work and I leave the results up to my higher power. I'm not in the results business anymore. I'm not in the management business of my own life. I do the work. I work the steps. And then I leave the rest, the results, up to my higher power. And then I have nothing to be scared of. Um, and so that is just such a great reminder this morning. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Stephanie L. Okay, Wendy M., it's your turn. Yes, good morning. Wendy M., recovered in Colorado. Thank you, Janice, for your service and everybody on the line. And I thank God for the abstinence I have this morning. It is truly a gift. Um, so first to say, someday we hope. There's a lot of hope in this. Every alcoholic will find AA. And, you know, when I started OA, I literally was uh, running around. I was, of course, getting new clothes because I had lost the weight. And then showing photographs of myself near strangers in um, department stores, you know, and, and handing out the OA literature. Um, kind of that's where I was at. And whenever I see somebody, um, it's very hard to see people just like on the street, whatnot, at restaurants, everywhere, everywhere, who I think might have have this disease. Um, I so want to hand them the book. Um, And I get excited. I get very excited, especially in meetings as well. Anyways, then it says this book, you know, is in your hand. We believe it. We believe and hope. Again, it contains all you will need to begin. Honestly, it contains all I need to begin, middle, and and never an end. You know, when I'm working with someone, um, I am blown away by this book and its ability to just lead me right through it, you know. And then I've got, I remember this when my sponsor took me through and she said, we're almost at step 12, let's go, we're going to make you a sponsor. And I, of course, was jittery. Ah, I can't do that. I can't do what you just did. And she said, yes, you can. All you're doing is walking someone through a book. That's all you're doing. And sharing your experience, strength, and hope. Um, And when she said that, I thought, I can do this. The other thing I want to say is there are so many people on the line that I can call for help when I'm sponsoring. So I truly, I had so many questions in the beginning, and I absolutely was able to do it because of all the help I got from all of you people on the line. And then the good news, it finally says, a source of power much greater than yourself. Oh, my God, this is fabulous news. That means that, I can give God the entire bar mitzvah next week. I can give him all of the 120 people coming into town. I can give, I have a source of power much greater than me. This is fabulous. All I have to do is get out of the way, and God is there all the time. I had to go to the bathroom last night. I was having such a rough ride in the restaurant. Went to the bathroom, texted my sponsor, and prayed hard to God. Came back and a different person. I was a different person because I tapped a source of power greater than myself. And when I do that, miracles happen. Miracles happen. And then finally, I just want to say, it says here, we need willingness, patience, and labor. And for three days, I stopped sponsoring. And um, because I thought the bar mitzvah too much, I can't sponsor on top of doing that. And guess what? I was way out, out there on my own, like without God. And it was way uncomfortable. And everybody else was at fault. And everyone was to blame. And I was out of sorts called all my sponsors and said, I have to sponsor you this moment. And they were delighted that I called back. But that's what happens when I don't do the labor, the patience, and the willingness. I cannot tap into that source of power. Thanks so much for letting me share. Mm. And thank you so much, Wendy M. Um, Pardon me. John K., you're up. 
sorry, I hit star four. You know, star four doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, good morning. I'm John Kiernan, compulsive, recovered compulsive eater in Los Angeles. You know, it's amazing to think back to those days, isn't it? A lone person with a book, you know, going downtown. We, you know, we don't have that that much anymore, you know. But that was the days before, you know, public information committees and commercials and things like that. But we can still carry that message. You know, I I was part of a strong OA group back in Darien, Connecticut years ago. And at the time, I was working as a comedian. And I would go to these small towns where there weren't very many members. And I would tell them about my group and how large it was and how much recovery was there. And, you know, and they were blown away. But I think it helped them. And when I moved to Los Angeles, well, then I was blown away with how much recovery was here. You know, it was leaps and bounds over what we had in Connecticut. And I'd sit in these meetings and hear, you know, people with 20, 30, 40 years of recovery. I'd see Roseanne at meetings and things like that. Well, you know, I remember thinking, God, I wish I could figure out how to get this to those little towns. Well, you know, lo and behold, in 2007, you know, technology caught up and, uh, we started the first OA podcast here in L.A., and, you know, you talk about spreading the word, you know. But, you know, I want to say there's a way we can be that guy with the book now, and that is, you know, I can tell you what I've been doing for the last couple of years. I'm on a new mission, and that's to spread the word about Vision for You, because in my opinion, and again, this is my opinion, the Vision for You meetings are a perfect example of how an OA meeting should be focused on recovery. You know, we share experience, strength, and health, hope, as it has to do with the big book of the steps. And and I love it. It's, it isn't like the, some of the meetings I've been to that are like group therapy. And and the most important thing is this works. And how do I know? Well, I hear it and see it. You know, I've heard it in these meetings, people who are living happy, joyous, and free. And then I saw it. I went to Virginia Beach. I went to Newark. And I saw the proof. You know, obviously, you know, physical recovery isn't the only barometer. But at those meetings, I saw more group physical recovery than I'd seen at any OA convention I'd been to in the last 36 years, you know. And so I print up, I printed up little business cards. I take them with me to meetings. When I lead retreats, I do the same thing. And I, I joke, I'm the Johnny Appleseed of Vision for You because I want people to know about vision. And uh, I think it's also the reason it keeps growing. And I'd urge other people to do the same. I know... Um, Kathy Joe from Minnesota has printed up large vision cards. I have little small business ones I've done, and if anybody wants, I can send you a copy of the artwork, and you can print them up and hand them out yourself. Um, so if, you, if you're if you interested in that, uh, help spread the word. This is a wonderful meeting. We're about to start a new cycle. Um, you can email me at john at foodrelapse.com, and I'll send you the artwork. And with that, I pass. And thank you, John K. Okay, Lynn S., it's your turn. Good morning. This is Lynn S., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. And I'm sort of not piggybacking on the last call, but what struck me so much was the words labor. And when I think of labor, I just thought, you know, like we've heard through this whole book, the whole first 160-some-odd pages, of the amount of work and effort that, Bill and Bob first, Bill, Bob, and Bill put into all of this and how it continued. Like they didn't just sit there and do nothing. They didn't just sit there and work the steps themselves. But every night they were meeting with somebody, with themselves, and then they had, yes, regular meetings and stuff, but this was really a life-altering transformation 
that was fully encompassing them. And I, and I remember when I first came into program, I remember saying to somebody, wow, I have dinner with somebody in program every single night. Like this totally took over my life, but in such a wonderful way because life free program was, was absolute depression and misery and uselessness and dread and every day was more of the same. It was like a terrible groundhog day for me. And coming into program was life-saving, full of hope. There was finally a way out. And it, it's funny as I look over, I've been in program since 1989, as I look over my life in program, how that changed and how program didn't become a driving force in my life but became something that I just did, just something that you do. And... uh I am so grateful to Vision. I am so grateful that I have become enthused again about program. And just seeing this, you know, this labor isn't just my own step tens and working through my stuff. That's one part of it because if I don't do that, I don't have anything to give away. But it's becoming involved and spreading the word and doing the work and doing this labor you know, it scares me sometimes when I hear how the numbers of OA meetings are dropping. And when I go to meetings and see that the numbers in the rooms are dropping, um, you know, this is a face-to-face program of recovery where you put yourself out there. You don't just answer the phone, but you actually go and you sit with people and talk to them. And I am so grateful that people did that with me, and I now have the opportunity to do the same. And with that, I pass. And thank you much, Lynn S. Okay, Sylvia F., it's your turn. Sylvia F.? Okay, here I am. (laughs) This is Sylvia F., uh, recovered compulsive overeater in uh, San Francisco area. Very happy to be with all of uh, you visionaries this morning. And uh, I've been listening more than I've been talking, which has been a very good thing for me. Um, so the paragraph where it, where it says, um, thus we grow and so can you, although you be but one man with this book in your hand. We believe and hope it contains all you will need. And it reminds me of two things. And one is, is that on uh, page 98, where it's talking about sponsorship, and it says, you know, there's nothing there's no reason not to get recovered. And, you know, it says, uh, job or no job, wife or no wife, we simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of dependence on God. Bring the idea in the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. The only condition is that he trusts in God and clean house. And uh, I traveled for many years in my recovery, and I would be out of the country for periods of time. And uh, I could not depend that my recovery would be coming from a sponsor. I mean, I was just forced into, you know, carrying this chip of a book and finding people to work with and finding meetings to go to. I ended up going to a lot of AA meetings and, you know, got to hear the big book a lot. And even then, I was able to, uh, almost anywhere I was uh, living, I could call into the vision meetings And so I never lost my fellowship either. And that was incredibly important. But what this is saying is, is that, you know, 
we've just now tapped into a source of power much greater than our, than yourself to duplicate with such backing is what we've accomplished. It's only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. And so one of the things that I found is that my service is to go into any meeting and when it's time to share, share my experience and knowledge on the big book and the steps and go back and refer to what it says and and so that um, to give people hope and the connection that I make is pretty amazing uh, in any meeting because people want recovery. They don't. I don't think that people want to live in the disease. And um, and so what has happened in our area is we started. Uh, we did a 12-step workshop where we did 12 steps in 13 weeks. We did that last year, and out of that, that that turned into a uh, a big book uh, study group, similar to vision, but we're studying big book paragraph by paragraph. And then out of that, we then sponsored another 13 week um, where people come, come in and work the steps. And we've got 16 people in there in the Bay Area that are so committed to doing the work. And there's so much hope and so much excitement. And it's the virus of, uh, of taking this. Those people are now gonna sponsor this way they're going to go into meetings and talk about recovery and it's the virus of hope. And that's what um, these meetings have given me because it, it shows me how to carry the message, even if it's just me with the book. And with that, I pass. Mm. Thank you so much. Sylvia F. Okay. Sherry KB. It's your turn. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Grateful, recovered, compulsive, a reader. Thanks for your service, Janice, and everybody on the line, and welcome to everyone on the line. Um, this first paragraph reminds me of, you know, before this, before my recovery, I used to travel to all kinds of places looking for different places that I could eat. And when I go to, when I go on traveling uh, events now, I go for places and find out where can I find a meeting. <laughs> That's the difference, um, and to carry this message. Um, so um, that's the difference. For me today, um, I love this that it says, "Thus we grow, and so can you." Um, and even if this is just with one book, we carried this message. We carried this message of, of this book, not not my message, but this message. And I love that these paragraphs are full of hope, and um, and it keeps telling me, "You can, you can do this. Uh, so can you." It says, and it says here, "I couldn't do that, but you can." You forget that you have just now tapped a source of power much greater than yourself. And to duplicate what with such backing, which is talking about this book, I mean, how could we go wrong with doing, following the directions in this book this way and uh, doing the steps? I mean, it's, it's all there for us. And, um, and it, it's a matter of, of being the willingness to do it. And what I think of is on page 89 when it says, this is an experience you must not miss. And, you know, if I want to keep what I've got, I've got to give away what I have. Um, and so I, I love this. And it says it's a matter of willingness and patience and labor because, um, you know, it's just being willing to go to any lengths for my recovery to be of service to help other people. Um, and that means going to meetings that are suffering and being support and being and carrying this message. Um, it is I, I carry um, a, a member in our area made up cards also last year sometime and I I carry um, you know these little cards in my purse always and and ended up talking to people and giving them cards for for this meeting 
um, and talk about our face-to-face -face meeting, which was just talked about on this line. Um, and that's amazing to see this grow. And it says it grows in clusters, and that's what we do. We're just we're we're just growing. And uh, I love carrying this message because it is of depth and weight. And um, and you can recover also and, and be recovered. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Sherry KB. Okay, just a reminder to tell you where we're at. We're reading on page 162, beginning on paragraph 2, Thus We Grow. And we're reading three paragraphs, ending on page 163, ending A Matter of Willingness, Patience, and Love. Who would like to be next? Curious. Millie Terry, D. Terry S. Millie D. Yes. Please correct me. Okay. Anyone else? Kathleen, Kathleen O. Kathy Joe P. Kathleen Kat O. Kathy Joe P. Okay. Kat and who is the, I'm sorry. Didn't get that name. Kat K. Kat Kat. What's that? Kat. Cat K, yes. Oh, Cat C A T. Yes, thank you. Okay, in your la in your first initial to your last name. K as in kite. Got it. Okay, Cat. Thank you, Cat K. All right, let's go with those five. Carrie S, it's your turn. Thank you so much. This is Carrie S, recovered in Colorado, and this I, I love this the idea of the ripple effect is so profound in my observation here in Colorado, we've really been expanding our recovery. And for me, I just have to be so grateful that year, four years ago, a pivotal member after a meeting, he came up to me and he said, well, you started this meeting. Why don't you consider sitting on the, the inner group, the OA inner group? And I, you know, just like the reading says, I was like, I can't do that. And here, you know, years later, and now I'm sitting as a chair on the board, and it's, I have this opportunity to really carry the message of depth and weight, and, and here in Denver, so excited, we voted on doing a, an OA poster campaign from December through January, and like, what pivotal months, right, when our fellows are suffering in the food over the holidays, for us to have posters up around the city that talk about, you know, it's the, the World Service just put out this poster, stop hurting yourself with food. And you, you and we can all go on and purchase these packages and posters and hang them up around your area, coffee shops, libraries. And it's, it's we're, we're carrying the message. And so if anyone has any questions about starting meetings or, um, this kind of work, just you please call me, Carrie S. Uh, I'd love to be of assistance and just grateful to be on the line. Thanks, everybody. With that, I pass. Thank you, Carrie S. Thanks for the help in the background. Okay, Millie D. Hope that's you. That's me. I'm Millie okay. D. In recovered in San Diego. Okay. And um, when reading this this morning, which, which is a miracle, I've got to tell you, that, that for me to read the text ahead of time is God working in my life because I never wanted to do this work before. But anyway, when I was reading this this morning, uh, there's an asterisk after the first paragraph there that says, um, written in 19, and I'm, 
I don't know about you, but I have several different big books around my house, and I'm reading right now out of the the big book that is the large print without the stories in the back. And it says, in 2013, there are over 114,600 groups. There is AA activity in approximately 170 countries with an estimated membership of over 2 million. And then I was actually reading it again on my telephone. And this was in 2003 that this big book that I have on my phone was written. And it says that, uh, I'm trying to find it here. I had to move it because to unmute. But um, it says written in 1939. In 2003, there are over 103,000 groups in approximately 150 countries. So from 2000, in 10 years, it grew from 114,600 groups to 103,000 groups. And uh, 150 countries to 170 countries, that's amazing to me. That's absolutely amazing. And like, like a previous caller said, you know, I used to worry about where I was gonna eat when I went traveling. I don't travel much, but when I, my son lives in Northern California. And so I go up to visit him, and um, I instead of wondering where I'm going to eat, I go, I look ahead of time and, and see where I'm going to go to a meeting. And I'm going up there for Thanksgiving, and I've already looked to see where there's a meeting. He's moved to a different city, so I've never been there before. I've already looked to see where there's a meeting, and then I thought, oh, I don't know, I won't have a car, I don't know if he'll take me. And then I've got, you know, I said to myself, well, Millie, you've got Uber on your telephone. So, you know, I can get myself there. I don't have to depend on him. But these, you know, coming into vision has really um, just giving, given my program a boost. I love staying in this book every day. I love hearing everybody's interpretation of their, of what the paragraph means to them. It has, it, I was talking to my sponsor this morning, and it has given me such a boost that, that um, I'm just uh, very, very grateful. And uh, I want to thank all of you for the, for the uh, effort you put out to do this meeting for everybody that shares on the line. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. And thank you so much, Millie D. Okay, Kathleen O, it's your turn. Thank you, Janice. Good morning. This is Kathleen O, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern California. And thus we grow, and so can you, though you be but one man with this book in your hand. We believe in hope it contains all you will need to begin. And, you know, that word hope, um, you know, I felt desperate and doomed. Um, I wasn't able to stop eating and restless, irritable, discontented. What would I do to get that ease and comfort from all of that? Well, I'd eat. And I had trouble with personal relationships, couldn't control my emotions, um, you know, misery, full of fear. And so to, to come into, you know, 12-step recovery and hear the hope. And, you know, and the, and the book starts out with 100 men and women who have recovered from the seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And it's, it's um, you know, all I had to do was follow the instructions in this book. The book has all, it, it shows all my problems. It has all the answers. It has all the solutions. And our goal is to have a spiritual awakening. 
Because once we have that spiritual awakening, we tap into this source of power that's greater than ourselves. And the mental and the physical factors are overcome because it's not just the physical problem of not being able to stop. It's all that emotional stuff. And, and you know, thus we, can, thus we grow and so can you. Um, this, this works. You know, the instructions in this book actually really work. And, and I not only feel free from the, from the obsession and the compulsion of, of needing to stuff my face with food, but I feel like I'm emotionally and spiritually alive for the first time in my life. And it doesn't get much better than that. But it takes some work, you know, and it takes daily work. I can't, I've got to stay connected with my higher power. <clears throat> I can't sit back and listen because that's not going to be recovery. It's action. I have to take the action. I have to do the work. And, you know, I have to say that it's not difficult work. It's um, the more I do it, the more I like doing it. And, um, and this can work for anyone. You just have to follow the instructions and take action and do the work. And you too can have freedom from the food and crazy, crazy thinking. Thank you, I pass. And thank you, Kathleen O. All right, Kathy Jell P., it's your turn. Is it Kathy? Hello, this is... Go ahead, Hello, Kathy. this is Kathy Joe P., a recovered... Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, good. Thank you for your service. You do a great job. This is Kathy Joe P., a recovered compulsive eater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I went home this past weekend. I went to Kansas to stay on my aunt's farm, and I went to Omaha to see my mom and my sister and brother. And in a conversation with my mom, she said, I don't know the exact word she said, but it was something like, you should be so proud. You did such a good job. And I said, well, it was God. And then she said something, yeah, but, and I said, mom, all I was was willing to do the work. And that's right here. And it also adds patience and labor. And um, I, that is what I did. And I never comprehend the gift of willingness, but I am positive that I got that. Um, in the conversation with my mom, I made reference, but, but mom, for 22 years, sorry, for 22 years, I was not willing to do this work. I, I wanted anything but to do this work. I wanted to do it my way. And in the middle of everything, um, when I did get to Omaha, I was surprised because for um, my mom came to stay with me in February, and I've even said it on this line, but for four days she stayed with me and we didn't have any arguments. And when I um, got into Omaha this past Friday, I felt really irritated with her right away. And it was like nothing she said was right. And I thought, oh, my gosh, how am I going to spend the next two days with her? So I got on a phone call, and I did a 10-step. And the rest of my visit went great. And I had a great time with her. I wanted to sit by her and talk to her and be with her and listen to her. And I just want to say that I feel so blessed by that. I think I came in wanting to have a full stomach or a, 
really, really stuffed stomach. And now I want a full heart, a full life, relationships with people that are connected. And I'm getting that. And when I feel jittery and alone, sometimes I've got to redo it and do my 10th step and get reconnected and pick up the phone. And I'm back to um, you all and God again and connected. And I was so surprised how soon that shift happened that where um, I was good with my mom again. And I feel so grateful for that. I never dreamed in a million years that I would be here and that I can feel brand new every day by working this work. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. And thank you so much, Kathy Joe P. Okay, Cat F. Cat K. Cat K. Hello. Hi. Hi, Cat K, Recovered Compulsive Eater for today. Uh, I just wanted to to share, because I normally listen and, and don't say anything, but this program is about action. And so I thought I would speak up this morning um, and, and, and just say, you know, I had, um, I moved to an area and I got rid of my car. And I always had an excuse like, I'll do a vision for you and not go to the face-to-face meetings. Um, and then listening over the last week or so, I looked up a meeting and I'm committing to going to, tonight to a face-to-face meeting, which I'm super excited about. I've only ever gone to one face-to-face meeting and I've lived here for over a year now, and um, I, I just recall the meeting being really small. And um, but I'm in, you know, I'm at a point where I've done the steps I'm sponsoring, and I, so I don't need to go from that meeting to take today. I can go and give, and so I'm going to go with my big book and go with that spirit. And I also wanted to add um, just the miracles I've 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 been experiencing just with you know working the. 10th step. It's, it's just miraculous how I can call a fellow, do a 10th step, and my entire attitude about the same situation from one minute to the next just shifts. And it allows me to, I know that I, when, it, when I'm in a place of finding fault and wrong and blaming others for everything, it's, it's, it's a place that leads me to a bad, bad road. So I need to Work the tenth step. Um, work it more frequently, um, and and just use it as defense against my disease taking me down the wrong route. And so for today, um, I'm I'm going to live with that and and work on that. Thank you for letting me share. Okay, thank you, Cat K. We have a couple of more minutes. Who would like to take that share? Elizabeth Dowdy. Cincinnati. Elizabeth, oh, okay. Elizabeth, what's the first initial again? D is in dog. I got it. Okay. Please go ahead, Elizabeth. Okay. Oh my gosh, this book is just so amazing. Um, what I one of the things that I have seen in the book over um, the years is the, how many places it says something about. Uh, you know, this is all you need to make a beginning. Um, It was but a beginning. And today we read it again. We believe and hope it contains all you will need to begin. And I love to be reminded that, um, first of all, every day is a new beginning in my program, in my life, in my journey of life. Um, But uh, I'm never going to arrive. And um, and that's what makes us all 
you know, as some people will say, I've, I've heard it said, it means we're just another, I'm just another bozo on the bus, you know. Nobody's ahead of anybody else. We never arrive. Um, but what I find amazing about that word today is that recently um, I have not felt, I've felt off. Um, and I, I don't know, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I, you know, I tried to see if there was a 10th step I needed to do. And, um, and I just, I don't know, I, I started doing, I started making more phone calls, started going to more meetings. I started doing a lot of things. And it just reminded me that I can begin again. You know, it was just another reminder of that. So I guess I just want to encourage anyone who's not begun the process to begin. You know, it's just, it's, it, all it is is a beginning. We never arrive, we never get to an end, and there's lots of times we have to start over um, um, for various different reasons and with different things. And it just is an amazing, amazing gift to have this, you know, fellowship to ride along with. You know, it's like, I, you know, I, I never went backwards. I kept going forward because the fellowship is carrying me along. And yet, it's still just another beginning. I, I'm always at another beginning. So, um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. And thank you, uh, Elizabeth D. And I want to thank everyone who shared and who gave encouragement with their experiences. Um, so at this time, we will now have a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. John Kay, will you please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. This is Stephanie L., a recovered compulsive overeater in Southern California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only Sorry. a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.